Okay, uh, I think we're recording. Test, Can you test. do a little test? Yeah. Yeah. Can cool. you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Uh, right. Okay, cool. Thank, thank you so much for doing the mic check with me while we wait for well, Maddie. I mean, I'm producer Michael Andrew. That's yeah, what I just, I'm here for. I, I appreciate it. All right, of course, anytime. I mean, so uh, while you're doing that, so uh, you know, how, do, how have you felt about Maddie's stories as of late? Yeah, I, uh, I think he's doing really good. Um, you know, I know he's really busy, so sometimes it, yeah. they can seem like a little under researched, but you know. Under researched? <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes. I, I didn't know that. I guess was... you thought that I was Michael, but actually it's me, Maddie. Well, I, I mean I didn't say anything like me. Listen, buddy, I know what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trick's on you, Maddie. It's Are you... me. This, what what is going on? There's too many imposters here. Hey, I am the producer. What can I say? It's episode 24. Get ready. Candyman. 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 Be afraid. Be very afraid. We have some bad hombres here, and we're going to get them out. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I love China. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? I just want them to suffer. I joined Donald Trump on the Republican ticket because I believe he has the right leadership and the right vision to make America great again. In 2017, a majority of Democrats turned into alt-left radical psychos. We'll get back to that later. I will build a great, great wall. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. They turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Crap gay. Frog freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. I've been five more than 500 person, more than 500, because you had to imagine that for 15 years, every week, I had to be somewhere else and being someone else. Welcome, everyone. Happy November. It's episode 24 of Friday the 13th Horror Podcast. This is Maddie. And I'm Andrew. And we're here to get slayed with you once more. It's going to be a really fun episode. Um, you may have heard from our intro which is always what the show is going to be about, um, <laughs> that we're talking about imposters during this episode. Yeah. And I think it's a really interesting topic, especially for LGBT people. I think that a lot of us uh, maybe even had to live a double life early on in our own lives. Yeah. I think sometimes we've been looked at as imposters. So I think it's a, it's a really interesting um, uh, look into a part of horror that we don't usually look into. We've yeah. Got, we've got a couple of really great films that are like honestly perfect for this topic too. yeah no, that was awesome um yeah I, I just to speak on your little mention of the lgbt community yeah. I, I think that yeah i mean isn't that kind of coming out of the closet yeah i mean without that's, a doubt 
exactly what it is. We're pretending to be somebody that we're not. And yeah. then we, until we are our, 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 our authentic selves. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and of course, as always, you know, we've, we've got a, a few stories to share with you that we've already prepared. But what I want us to think about and what I want you to think about too, dear listener, is what are the ways in your own life that you've had to be an imposter? Mm-hmm. What are ways that you've maybe even done it willingly or on purpose? Yeah. And are there ways that you're being an imposter now that you want to get rid of? So we'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, but we've got some great stories lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go with one of your stories first? Mine's probably the longest. So if we want to start there. Yeah, sure. We let's can. do sure. it. So um, my story is all about um, the disappearance of Nicholas Barclay. Nicholas Barclay. Have you heard Sounds of... like a very English name to me. Well, I think they're from like Oklahoma or something. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, or sorry, a Texas that that's yeah, same just, same thing. Yeah, Every, everything west of the Mississippi is just one blob to me, really. <laughs> so, uh, all what do they call a flyover country? Exactly right. S- right. Some some call us flyover country. Listen, but... Chicago's not a flyover country. I'm just saying. Oh hell no! <laughs> you you land here. Number one, you come here and you buy me dinner. That's number one. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a number two. No, there wasn't. I I was thinking of a number two, and then it just didn't come, so it is what it is. It's fine. Okay, our story starts with Nicholas Barclay. The 13-year-old was last seen on June 13th, 1994, in San Antonio, Texas, playing basketball with his friends. How old was he again? Uh, didn't I? 13. 13. Okay. Uh, he called home and wanted his mother, his mother to come pick him up. Um, but she was asleep and then his, um, older brother refused to kind of wake her up and refused to come get him himself. Uh, so Nicholas never returned home. Um, the authorities initially believed Nicholas let, uh, left of his own accord because he had done it before, but he was never gone for more than a day. So when he didn't come home, they started to get suspicious. Sure. Well, um, and then on September 25th, 1994, so just uh, about three months later, Nicholas's half-brother um, called the police and said that he thought he saw Nicholas trying to break into the family's garage. Um, but Nicholas fled when he realized that his brother was had seen him. Uh, the police searched the neighborhood. They couldn't find him. So Nicholas is missing. Wow. Then, and that's 94. Yeah, it's still 94. Okay, 94. But then in October of 1997, okay. so three years later... Law enforcement officials received a phone call from a man in a youth sh- at a youth shelter in Spain. What? Yeah. And um, the caller said that Nicholas was living at the Spanish shelter af- after escaping from a child sex ring operation. What? Yeah. So he had escaped. Um, the man said that uh, he, the person believed that Nicholas had been abused for years. So abducted in Texas, found in Spain in a sex ring. Um, Carrie, who his half sister, flew to Spain and after seeing many similarities, including a cross tattoo on his hand, identified the person as her brother, and they brought him back to Texas. Wow! So family reunited. Um, Carrie and Nicholas were greeted at the airport by Carrie's husband and daughter, as well as Nicholas's biological mother, Beverly, who, after initially being hesitant, did greet her son with a hug. Nicholas's brother, Jason, was absent from the greeting as he was in a rehab facility at the time. Wow. Um, the family then proceeded to go to McDonald's and reminisce about memories and lament about the time that they missed with each other. So happy family, happy reunion. Everything's looking great. Sure. Um, Nicholas, Nicholas did, or Nicholas's mother did believe that the man was her child. Um, but many other people, including his uncle, were suspicious of the claims. Um, the individual had dark brown hair and dark brown eyes and spoke with a slight French accent and European phrasing. 
whereas Nicholas had light brown hair and blue eyes. What? Um, he cl- he claimed the, they they questioned him about this, of course. Like, why are are your eyes brown now? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he claimed that his abductors had chemically altered his ha- hair and eye color, and then he picked up different speech patterns from living in Europe for so long. So huh. just living in Europe for three years. I mean, I can kind of see that. We have a friend speech patterns. Sure. I mean, we have a friend who lives in London, Bridget, and yeah. and she definitely has more affectations. Oh, towards for sure. That towards that um yeah towards that now. Um, so, uh, eventually two months later, so two months go by and Nicholas's brother, Jason finally comes to see his long lost brother. So he wasn't in rehab this whole time. He actually got out of rehab and started working for the rehab facility as like a counselor wow. and like trying to, you know, give back and help out, but he never came to see Nicholas. Huh. So two months later, he finally came to see him and, um, they, they were amicably enough, like just kind of got along. And then he ended up at the very end of it. Um, he gave him a gold cross necklace and said, I'm really happy that you're home. That's it. Wow. Um, then enter private investigator, Charlie Parker. Okay. Charlie was hired by the TV program, hard copy. Do you remember? Oh my God. Hard copy. Hard copy. Um, oh my God. I miss hard copy. Kind of. <laughs> they wanted him to do some initial, initial investigation on the miraculous return of Nicholas Barclay. So they're not coming at this as the angle of like bad stuff. They're coming at it as the angle of like, he was gone for three years, wow. sex, you know, sex slave, that kind of a thing. Jesus. Upon his first interview with Nicholas and his family members, Parker immediately knew that something was not right with the situation. Uh, he began to call around to various ophthalmologists, asking if chemically altering a person's eye color was even possible. They all disagreed. There's yeah, no way that sure. you can do that. Um, each one said it was not. Um, during his interview, Nicholas asked, um, or no, I'm sorry, um, Charlie asked if he could uh, he could videotape the um interview yeah sure um and he made sure that to tell the person that was doing the videotaping get a close-up of his ears because your ears like your fingerprints are very unique interesting to to yourself you know what i mean that each person it's like your own little snowflake yeah sure um then despite so he was like this is not right like this is something's not he's not who he says he is um, despite many attempts to tell Beverly and, K- and Carrie, they denied him, saying that they believed their son and brother. Uh, one thing to note about Beverly, even though her children say they never wanted for anything growing up, Be- and Beverly held down a steady job at the night shift at Dunkin' Donuts for many, many years, um, she was a heavy drinker and on and off, again, drug addict. Wow. Um, she was adamant that Parker stay away until something happened. <gasps> Jason, Nicholas's brother, died from what seemed to be a self-inflicted drug overdose. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are we going there? Just just wait. Just wait. Um, facing this, she found Parker and told him that she knew that he knew that Nicholas was not who he said he was. Enter the FBI. They apprehended Nicholas and took him in. After they fingerprinted him, he confessed that he was indeed not who he said he was. As it turned out, he was a man. He was a man named Frederic Bourdin. More on him in a second. What? Um, the fact that Beverly and her family were so welcoming of Frederic as being Nicholas put a lot of suspicion on Beverly and Jason. Wow! As they were the last people to see Nicholas alive. Um, what were what were they hiding? So wait, 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 wait. Backtrack. Yeah. When so when they found the kid, how old would he have been again? Like seventeen? Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, seventeen. Okay. Wow. Keep in mind Frederic was much older at the time. Oh, but more see, on that. I knew it was coming. I knew it. Okay. Um, okay. 
Um, so a lot of suspicion was around them because they were the last people that saw Nicholas alive. Um, you know, what were they hiding? Why, yeah. why would she have welcomed him in with such open arms? Yeah. Um, uh, and then after that, Beverly failed her lie detector test on, on the second attempt because the first attempt she was on drugs. So they had to say that they had to throw out that holy that shit. lie detector test. Um, and then when they, when they asked her if she knew the whereabouts of Nicholas Barclay, the lie detector administrator said he had never seen a spike so big in his life. My God. So she failed. Um, although they could never bring forth any conviction or anything because of the death of Jason. There's nothing to, there's nothing. So this guy is just still. Nicholas has never been found, never any evidence against where he went. And is this guy in jail? So there, so let's talk a little bit about Frederic. Frederic Bourdin is one of the most famous imposters to ever live. Oh, my God. He has assumed approximately 500 personas over the course of his life. Um, Nicholas being his most elaborate. Um, For the longest time, he would call the hotline for missing and exploited children after doing some research and pretend pretend to be them and then kind of report himself so that the police would come and get him. That is insane. Um, he has always he has always maintained that he just wanted a home and to be loved because as a child he was abandoned by his own mother um, in Spain and he fled to Paris from a very young age. Uh, he went to jail for six years for fraud um, against uh, uh, Nicholas's family, um, and then in 2003, fresh out of extradition to Paris. He even stole the identity of a 14-year-old missing French boy named Leo Bailey, um, who had vanished almost eight How years earlier. How young does this dude look? So I looked, I looked him up, he, he, and he explains it in the article. And um, I'm not going to go too much more into a lot of the crimes of Frederic, but if you want to read a really great article by him, um, or not by him, but about him, um, uh, what was I reading it in? The New Yorker did a okay. great interview with him where he explained everything. How about he would how he would make himself seem small by wearing baggy clothing, and he knew how to uh, change his affectations to be younger. It's just this whole crazy thing. I mean, this is some talented Mr. Ripley shit. It is. Right it's like, crazy. This is really intense. Um, I read that article and I was just like, holy shit. There was even an, a time where he pretended and went to a youth school for like a couple years until they found out that he was who he was. So he made a life out of kind of doing this. Um, he's now married and with a child. Oh, uh, oh my God. Um, but, Terrible idea to marry this person. But And it's one of his like people, too. Like, one of the people that saw his story and, like, reached out to him and, you know, those kind of people. Um, but at the end of the article, the journalist asks, so are you changed now that you're married? To which he replied, no, I am who I am. Well... <laughs> You know, at least he knows that. That's that's good. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, this is a person that my um, my therapist might say raises some red flags. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that the person who married him is um, probably has mental issues of their own, um, and God help that child that he created. So a lot of people think that um, Jason probably either accidentally or on purpose killed Nicholas. Um, and uh, over the guilt, he killed himself himself. and the mother this whole time was just trying, this was like an act of God sending this person to pretend to be her son because now she doesn't have to like fake it anymore. And they like, they they hid the body or something. Yeah. But we don't know what happened. We probably never will. This is the kind of shit that I need ghosts to come out and tell us. Like, actually, 
ooh, this is what happened. (laughs) And then they float off. And I'm like, okay, now I know. That's a lot to deal with. Yeah, so... There's my uh, okay. horror in real life. Sorry, it was All a right. little longer than usual. No, but. I think you're totally fine. Mine, mine's going to be a lot shorter. Um, and it's it's one that pretty much everyone, I think, already knows about. But just to talk about it, um, have you heard about the Anna Delvey story? No. So Anna Delvey, whose real name is Anna Sorokin, um, who is actually Russian, but she pretended to be a German heiress <laughs> with a $60 million trust fund in Europe. Wait, like she, she got the trust fund? She never had a trust fund, ever. Oh. She was was from a very middle-class, totally normal-ish family from Russia. They moved to Germany when she was uh, younger. She eventually, after going to college in Paris, went to New York. And in New York, um, she started to meet all of these really fancy people. Oh. And when she would, she would pretend that her name was Anna Delvey. And that she was an heiress and that, you know, she could never like really pay for anything because it was always something tied up. There was always something wrong with the trust fund. Oh. And the way that she was able to basically, um, I don't know, camouflage herself as a rich person and get rich people to pay for her all the time Jeez. for everything she swindled people out of millions of dollars like even like for her rent and oh, everything. for everything she lived she lived at a hotel in new york the entire time how long of a time was this? Uh, years she did it for years she's 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 finally in jail now she was in rikers and i can't remember what jail they moved her to but it was for a long time she wasn't arrested until 2017 um and by that time she had let's see here she had she had Thieved at least $275,000 in real money. Oh, my money. gosh. Not to mention gifts and meals and, you know, Whatever, and, and, yeah. and staying at the hotel and everything. And especially if you're seen as a socialite, I think would people would, like, want to be around you. Oh, big time. Like, you know and, what I mean? And, like, and that's what she did. And it, what's, what's funny about it is that in a lot of ways, she was able to actually live nearly the real life of somebody like that. She yeah. was able to make connections and network and make things happen within like the art world and within this world and within that world. It's just incredible that no one ever saw through it. Yeah. So and what do you go to jail for when you commit? For larceny, okay. for fraud, okay. um, for theft. Um, and she's only in jail for like six years. She won't even be there that long. And wow. the only thing that she has to like make restitution for, which means you're never really going to pay it back, is like I think one hundred ninety nine thousand dollars. Um, but you know, it's it's sort of like these stories uh, are in are. I mean, of course they're interesting because you know you're just thinking, how does somebody actually do? Right. This? How do you not see that there's something right. wrong? And you know, and they, they even they even say in, in all the articles like the stories that she would tell would change all the time. Of course, because like the thing that rich people can do. Is that they can be bored, right? Sure. People, people like us don't get to be bored because we have to go to work. We constantly have to think about the bills that we have to pay, and you know whatever. And you know, and we're better off than you know some people that have, yeah, yeah, to, have yeah. to not be bored anytime. Um, but for her, she really didn't have that time. That, that's like one thing that kind of gave her away was that she was constantly working on the scam. She was constantly like, working on the next step on. to keep this scam life going. Wow. Um, and she traveled everywhere. She was like, she like got taken to an Island. She got taken to a castle. All once. on like, someone else's dime. 
people paid for literally everything. That is incredible. They paid for everything, and then she finally, she finally gave up. You know, I've had I, some freeloaders in my life, but this not is, like this. this is a bit much. And you know, I first heard of her um, when I was uh, still new at my job, and we do one on ones with uh, with um, new people when they come in. They do a thing called Donut on Slack, and we like meet with somebody who's been there and just you know just talk for half sure, hour. Sure, yeah. And this one guy that I was talking with, his name is Brian. Um, he showed me this Instagram account called Anna Delvey Court Looks. And the the other thing that you really have to go see if you haven't looked at this yet is the way that she dresses. She dresses like awesome, right? She's just like a very like New York woman kind of thing, which is like always to a T. Very simple, but like perfect. Her looks for court every day were incredible. Like she like slays entirely (laughs) just on how she looks. Wait, is she not like in a jumpsuit? No. Uh-uh, no. Well, th- this is before she was, you know, fully, um, fu- oh, fully convicted. Gotcha. So, like, if you look at her, if you look at her, uh, this Instagram, it's just the, this, these amazing pictures of her. Showing this to like, me right now. Like, she's, like, oh, totally, hilarious. like, she's, like, she knows exactly how to move. What is the, what is the handle for her? It's Anna Delvey Court Looks. Okay. And Delvey is D-E-L-V-E-Y. Um, really great stuff. And just a, a very strange story. Just like with the New Yorker piece that, that you read, this yeah. one was in New York Magazine. Um, and you should give it a read. Because also, um, Shonda Rhimes bought the rights for Netflix. Oh, God. So there's a Netflix thing <laughs> coming out. And, um, oh, what's her name from Girls? Um, she's annoying. Mm, I can't... The creator. Oh, I can't think of her name. Anyways, that woman, whatever her name is, Lena Dunham. Lena, Lena Dunham. Dunham. <laughs> Lena Dunham is working on a show for HBO. So there are two big shows oh, coming they're out. Better race to get on out first. <laughs> and you know what's what's interesting about that is that so she's been living the scam life, something that was totally fake, uh-huh. and now like the reality of it is going to be so much bigger than she ever could have dreamed. Well, that's the same with um, that Munchausen's by proxy story uh, that got its own uh, movie that got its own documentary uh, that got its own Hulu Uh thing. And it also was a, a a really big portion of part of the new Netflix show, the politician Ryan Murphy's new show. So it's crazy. And, but the, the thing that makes me like a little bit scared about these type of things getting so much publicity is does it ever enter into people's brains? Oh, I'm going to do this so that I become famous. This is my way of becoming famous. You know, I don't know. I, I think what I, what I sometimes wonder with these kind of things is do people actually start with the best of intentions? Yeah, I you know, don't know. And I, I don't know with Anna Delvey. She hasn't said. Like, I mean, did it start really just sort of innocently? Was right. there a point where. She just she was with rich people. She didn't know what to say. It's dumb, but she said, "Oh yeah, I've got a sixty million dollar trust fund back right. in, back in Europe." Ha ha! And somebody went, "Oh okay, I'll pay for it." Well, I will tell you that in the in the case of Nicholas Barclay, yeah. when he was on the plane to go to Texas, he yeah. had like a panic attack because he was like. Is this actually going to work? What am I going to do? Like this? Oh, and the one thing I forgot to, t- to tell you about that yeah. is that the tattoo that he, because that was an actual tattoo that oh Nicholas Barclay had. Yeah. He had someone in the youth, um, the youth place that he was in, yeah. uh, give him that with just like a needle and ink. Oh my god! So that he would fit in, even That's though he so has brown crazy. eyes and dark hair. So crazy! My God. <laughs> Uh, and you had you had another story, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I think we wanted to. Um, are there any uh, real life um, things that have happened to us that are? Oh yeah. Uh, have you ever encountered an imposter yes. yourself? Yes, without a doubt, I have. I have as well. Yeah. What do you want to um, do? Do you, you first? Sure, I can go first. Good, um, do it. My mine is a little weird. Um, 
because I I was a little younger, so I don't remember um, all of the details, but I can give you kind of the overall thing that happened. Okay. Um, so my mom was dating this guy, newly dating this guy. Uh, he had a kid, um, a one boy, and he owned a... I don't remember exactly what it was. I want to say shipping company. Okay. But he had like a warehouse in Traverse City where we lived. And that's where he worked out of and everything. And sure. We would, we would meet him there often, you know, to like meet up with the kid and like, because we were, we were friends. Yeah. Um, they only dated for a, just a very short period because he actually used my mom as a, um, what do you call it when you, when the police come and say, you need a, where have you been? Um, an alibi an alibi yeah, he yeah. used my mom as an alibi <gasps> because he was actually setting up to have his whole building vandalized <gasps> and destroyed so that he could claim the insurance oh money and run off with the insurance money so he used her as being like oh no i wasn't there but all turned out that he had hired people to go do this so so it did actually happen it did actually happen <laughs> and i remember that we got we went there the next day to like look at the damage yeah and there was something written and it, it kind of stood out to me and my mom it said like i forget what the kid's name is but it said in like spray paint or whatever it said like i'm sorry so and so and it was the kid's name what and it was like totally raised a red flag for both of us like why would a why would they write that yeah he eventually got found out insurance fraud but not how before, long did that take before they found him out? i don't remember i just remember that right after all that happened he told my mom that they couldn't see each other anymore and then he fled the state oh my god so that was kind of did they ever weird. catch him yeah they did and he eventually went to jail for um what do you fraud basically in, do, insurance do, fraud do you know how long he went to jail no, for? i have no idea he's probably out of jail by now i, I was probably about like 11 12 years old at the time so. oh my god details that's, are fuzzy that's crazy yeah um um, my imposters are usually centered around people that I date. Mm. Um, and you know, there is something about that, right? Like there, there's a, there's a certain amount of faith that you have to give that you really have to give over to somebody when you first meet them. Yeah, for sure. You know, somebody says their name, you believe that their name is this. Somebody says they have this job. You believe that they do that. Um, and so, you know, it's something to think about when you look back at your exes. One ex in particular for me, um, is, is a, one is a story that I tell often. I think I probably have mentioned it before, but um, there was a guy that I dated here in Chicago. This is back in 2013. So it's a long time ago. God, six years ago. Isn't yeah. That crazy. Um, and as you know, I was, re- I was head over goddamn heels yeah. for him. And we, I, we met him too. And oh, he's yeah, yeah. perfectly guys, nice guy. Yeah. You guys are the only people that met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and you met him just the one time. And he was, he's so cute. He's, he's still so cute. Um, and he is, he was, he was a lot of fun. We had a very good time together. A very good time, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, anyways, uh, there was one night um, that I, I stayed over at his house, which was not too far from, from me. Um, and we were like sleeping in his living room. We like it was like a it was like a camp kind of thing, just like being stupid. Um, and so he was showing me videos on his laptop. And um uh, the thing to know here is that you know he he worked for Nordstrom for a bit, and then um, I knew that on the side he was doing like like house cleaning to like yeah help, sure like, like get some extra money yeah, <clears throat> and so he um, he walked to, to the kitchen to like go get you know a beer or whatever, 
and um, he left his computer open and because mm-hmm. and he, he was showing me funny videos on YouTube. And so I didn't, I swear to God, I didn't touch his computer, didn't do anything. I, I don't do that kind of thing. Um, but you could just kind of see underneath the one window, like if you know you're you're on Gmail over on the left, you can see like who you're chatting with. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's kind of annoying too. Yeah, it exactly. like blinks. Yeah, and it, like... it never goes away. And so I, I just kind of glance and the first thing that I, my eyes fall on, it's like God want me to see it, I swear, was nakedhousecleaner at gmail.com. Wow. And I knew right away i knew right away it's like it was like seriously that that like um that meme of julia roberts with like math all around her it was me right then like the equation hit i knew right away that mike was his name mike was absolutely cleaning houses naked and never told me a thing wow and it was so crazy um and it's not like you know like no one's going to jail over this right? right and i would never demean sex workers that's not what i mean to do here but it's somebody who told me something very, very different than yeah. was the actual reality. Um, it broke my fucking heart. I That was a breakup for me that sent me into a tailspin yeah. for a while. That was really bad. Well, it's when you put your, when you put your trust in uh, oh, heart yeah. into someone and you think that they've done the same with you yeah. and they, they're telling you they're being an authentic person. Oh, sure. You're not kind of lying or saying anything that's untruthful is when when that stuff hits you, it hits you a lot harder. Oh yeah. Especially when somebody tells you that they, that they love you, which is what Mike did to me pretty early on in our, in our relationship. Wow. Um, and I was in love with him. I, I 100% was, which is why when I found out it just, it broke my heart so much. And the first thing that I felt wasn't even anger. It was, Oh my God, how can I help Mike? It's the first thing that I thought of. Well, you can't help that. Oh no, no, I know. But that's like the power that's the power that imposters rely on. Yeah. Is that the trust that you they they make you put into them will always be cyclical like that. Will carry them through. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, thank God for your mom. Yeah. Like that ended, like Jesus. But you know, it could have been something much worse in the future. Oh my God, it could have been crazy. Could, it, there could have been murders in the future. I know. It could have been anything. Because somebody who's willing to go that far, that's that desperate, you don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. I know. Oh, it's insane. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I wanted to cover this topic. I thought it was so interesting the um the level that you can that people can get people to trust uh, others in order to manipulate them for either financial or sexual. Yes, yeah, sexual or and we'll see this later on when we talk about the guest and yeah. cuz I, I have some like really Which is one of our films. really big thoughts around what yeah. he does in that movie. It's um, a lot. It's yeah. it's a it's a conflict. I mean, we're going to talk about yeah. this, but it's a film that leaves you with you know some some conflicts yeah it's 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 a it's a tough one but um was there anything else that you wanted to bring up i know that there's oh, a case Jesus. out there's a case out there right now i know it's still i was gonna cover it but it's still developing for, so I, for it, a woman that is basically posed as their foster child oh my for, God. and she was like much older than what they thought she was jesus and um they they a bit they put her up in a hotel and said like hey we know this you're not <gasps> who you say you are and now they're being sued for neglect oh my I, I I can't it's, even like fathom that I, in my head. I'll we'll post about it because I think that it's. I honestly think it's still being Jesus. like developing. So um, well, and keep there's your eyes um, out for that one. When we do what you've been watching, bitch. One of my choices is a new Netflix thing. Oh, cool. Um, so keep a watch out for it because I and I tweeted about this earlier this week, but it's it's a it's a story kind of of imposters a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and certainly like, like like not knowing who somebody really is. It's arguably the saddest story I've ever heard in my life. Gross. And you should you should watch it and get sad with me. Anyways, we'll talk about that later. All right. I think that will end our um, first segment, our horror and that real life fun. segment. That was fun. As much I as love these it. horrible stories can I'll tell be. you what I'm not impostering about, having fun in that segment. <laughs>
not faking there so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with what you've been watching bitch what you've been watching bitch let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat Welcome back, everybody. It's time again for What You Been Watching, Bitch. What You Been Watching, Bitch. That was a good one. I like that one. In this segment, we talk about literally what we've been watching lately. Bitch. So, Maddie, would you like to go first? Sure, I'd love to. Um, Okay, so the first one... um, Oh, are we we doing our Patreons first? Yes. Okay, good. So, um, I watched uh, One Cut of the Dead on Shudder. Um, and this was a pick from our Patreon patron, Parker Wesley. Parker, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Um, and thank you, of course, for being one of our... Lo- Do we call them patrons? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Thank uh-huh. you for being one of our lovely, lovely, lovely patrons. Thank you. <laughs> um, this is a really fun movie. It's a zombie movie, right? Oh, fun. And it's Japanese, um, so there are subtitles. Um, and I'm really glad that you picked this one, um, Parker, because... Um, I, I'm I'm a little tired of seeing people like write things on the Twitterverse about how oh it's got subtitles can't watch it like, yeah motherfucker watch the fucking movie like, I know read you know how to read and I I sometimes people I think I think that people honestly think that the entire movie you're going to be really focus on reading every single word yeah. <laughs> my dears that's not how it works yeah. like it, it doesn't matter what movie it is you're not going to read every single word number one and number two like your brain knows how to do it so trust yourself i know a lot of people that actually watch every movie with closed captioning and, and you know what i don't blame them because yeah. you know what my hearing's going as you well know um anyways this is a great film it's a lot of fun it's a zombie w- movie about a director in japan making a zombie w- movie right oh interesting so it's kind of meta that way things start to go haywire it's super bloody um it's really violent it's a lot of fun like okay. it's, it's 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 funny is it is it taken seriously or is it more like funny it's taken seriously but like the stuff that happens is just like it's ridiculous. so it's so ridiculous that you can't not laugh at it yeah i get um, it they do a great job. I think they, I don't know any of the actors' names. Forgive me. I forget the director's name, too. Um, but it's wonderful. And once again, it's yet another example of how Shudder is doing it right. Mm-hmm. It is a bold film. It's, you know, it's an independent kind of thing. It's getting a great release on something like Shudder. In the same way, we'll go back and talk about it again, like Rift that I mentioned, like Les Garçons Sauvages. This is another one sort of in that vein. It's not queer, but it's it's just really great there's a new queer one out there that i have not yet to see um that's knife and heart yeah i haven't watched that yet either it's supposed really to be good to. It's supposed to be really good Just, you know cheers to shutter for doing what you're doing i think it's fantastic and i'm so glad that you've also agreed to finally be our sponsor so <laughs> thank you um, i'm pretty sure we could get a code from them yeah sure well you know we'll see anyways parker once again thank you for being our patron thanks for having me watch that film it was a lot of fun and i can't wait to watch more and if you want to pick a movie for us in our What You've Been Watching um, times, all you have to do is sign up at patreon.com slash Friday 13 and donate $5 and we'll, we'll watch a movie. That's that what we're going to do. It's, yeah. it's, really, it's really that easy. But um, I also have a patron pick. <gasps> oh, who's, what's their name? Um, so this is from the Drunk Dish podcast. Oh, we love Drunk um, Dish. Yeah, they're really fun. Uh, they basically do um, like food reviews, yes. but while also hammered. So it's hilarious. <laughs> I, uh, one particular one that I listened to that I thought was hilarious is they did the great peanut butter debate. <laughs> like, what's, what's better, Jiffy or Skippy? Like, Jiff or Skippy? Jiff. 
Well, they, they and then they do a blind taste test afterwards. What so. one? Do you remember? You got to listen. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you so much, um, Drunk Dish. Uh, this is actually uh, a first time watch for me, and it's uh, it's kind of one of in my horror blind spot. So, uh, this is Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Oh, we love Clive Barker in this house. Um, so, I. I just missed this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, it came out in 1990, so I, I wasn't ago. able to see it when, when it came out. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It just, there was something about the the previews and stuff. It just didn't interest me. So I was like, I'll probably skip it. Sure. Because it's a lot of like body disform, like, yeah. you know, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't really always like that kind of stuff. Um, but I watched Nightbreed and not. Uh, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. Um, I've heard me- that there are many different cuts to this movie. Interesting. Like there's the original cut, there's a director's cut, there's another cut. And I am not sure which one I watched. I watched the one that was on Amazon Prime. So, okay. And it was two hours long. So and whatever that is, cut is that, that free is. on there right yeah, now? Yeah, it's, on, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, it was a fun movie. I mean, I'll give it that. But it's, it's just, there's so much going on in it. There's like a serial killer storyline. Typical story line. Clyde Barker, there's right? a There's a hell storyline. There's there's a lot going on. Um, overall, I still really enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it's off my like checklist of horror movies because it was one of those ones that I just had never seen. But You know, that's the thing about Clive Barker, right? It's like nothing is ever straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, that's why like I think Weave World is such a great book because yeah. it's just so, I think it really encapsulates the entire career of Clive Barker. It's sure. just, it's so complex. It's, it's all over the place and every story is really good, but also like it's, it's a lot like, I mean like Hellraiser is not even straightforward. It's a lot yeah. to like dig into. And I think that's part of why his stuff is, is maybe so scary is that it's, it's hard to figure out. Yeah. And a lot of times with him, um, I, 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 he just grosses me out. No, sure. <laughs> you know I mean, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I love Hellraiser, but like also like watching fish hooks in people yeah, is kind of hard. Yeah. yeah. Same I mean, with it's... this movie. There's a lot of, um, let's just say people are manipulated. You know was, what I mean? Like, yeah. Was there any, um, oh, like, like imposters do. Yeah. Um, was there any like queer nature to the film? So I was looking at it. There is kind of, because the, some of the monsters have like companions that maybe are the Ooh, same sex okay. or <laughs> I did notice in, in joyous Clive Barker ma- uh, manner that the main lead is shirtless on like 90% of the movie. It sounds like so. my kind of film <laughs> yeah. when you get right down to um, it. It was an entertaining watch. I'm glad I have it checked off my list. Um, I don't know if I'd go back to it like anytime real okay. soon, but I would definitely recommend it if okay. you haven't seen it. All right. So, um, what's your next pick? Uh, so my next pick is um, something very unique. Um, it's not even a film. Okay. It's not a TV show. You know what it is? It's a daily video series on Twitter. Okay. And I'm going to bring it up because it makes me so happy literally every day of my life. It's Cane Hill Conservation Center in England, in Sussex, um, and they are wonderful. It's this, it's this farm. It's all that it is. It's like, it's like a farm. Oh, I, this and, is what you showed us oh, last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah, okay. yeah. And this, uh, the farmer's name is Chris, and every day that he goes to greet his um, all of his like birds, so like like think chickens, geese, ducks, all emus, all of that, all the bird farm. kind of thing, farm <laughs> birds. Um, he goes to the house, like the little barn where where they stay at night. And he opens the door and he says, good morning, everybody, um, or good night in some places, and it's time for the morning rush hour. <laughs> and he opens up the door and like hundreds of ducks and geese and chickens and an and emu runs out and like a, a sheep comes out too. It's incredible. And it's like the most pure, wholesome, <laughs> joyous thing. 
And he talks to each of the animals to whom he knows all of their names, like Cuthbert the Goose, for example, or Rodney the Emu. He has the he has voices for each of them. It's cute. It's it's honestly it it makes my morning. As soon as I wake up, I watch it because obviously it's in England. It's about four hours ahead um, since he since he posted it. Um, and it just brightens my day. And at night, you can watch it again on the way home because he does the evening reverse rush hour when oh, they cute. come into the barn. It's wonderful. You can watch it um, on Twitter every day. It's at, and then Kane Hill is spelled C-A-E-N-H-I-L-L-C-C. Kane Hill C-C. It's so much fun. Let it brighten your life. Cool. I like it. Um, well, my second one is also a Shutter exclusive. Yes. Um, this is called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Have you heard of this? I have. I'm really excited to watch it, too. Yeah. Um, you're going to love it. Okay. It's like right up your alley. Yes. Um, it's uh, a movie about... Um, Oh, God, now I'm blanking on where they are. I want to say Mexico. Okay. Um, but it is about a drug ring oh. and how they are using the um, the people of that town to not only, like, get the drugs across the border yeah. or get the drugs across Mexico, um, but then also, um, if they don't do what they say they're going to do, they abduct and kill them. Jesus. And the whole movie is centered around these kids that all of their parents have been abducted and taken away. Um, and they are kind of living in the city, like in the streets or wherever oh they can God. find. Um, but at a time, the new girl that is new to the club, her mother just went missing. She, uh, she survives a school shooting and um, she's, and it's, 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 I can't really explain how to do it unless you just watch it, but yeah. she's granted three wishes. Huh. And her first wish is for her mother to come home. Well, that results in her mother's corpse ghost coming home. Oh, my God. And it kind of follows her. And it's one of those stories where you kind of, I don't want to give anything away, but you yeah. kind of figure out what the story is along the yeah, way. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, it's tragic. It's... Um, it's it's really good. I can't wait to watch it's, it. It's it's really really good. That sounds and awesome. And it plays on a lot of the stuff that's really happening right oh, now. Oh my so. god! Wow. So yeah, cool. Little tigers are not afraid on Shutter. I will watch that. Uh, my next one is from Netflix. It's it's pretty new. Um, it's a documentary. It's called Tell Me Who I Am. Oh. Um, and it's about two brothers, uh, Marcus and Alex. Um, and what happens is that um, in their uh, late teenage years, Alex has a motorcycle accident. Okay. And he gets amnesia. So he can't remember As you do. anything. <laughs> anything about, and, and this is a real story, yeah. mind you. He can't remember anything about his life at all. So when he wakes up, the only thing that he knows is his twin brother, Marcus. And so when he sees Marcus, he knows who he is, doesn't know his name, but he mm -hmm. knows that he's his brother. And so what Marcus has to do from that point forward is reteach Alex everything. Okay. How to tie his shoes. Yeah. What to eat for, what to eat for, I was going to say what to eat for cereal, what to eat for breakfast. <laughs> I was going to say what's, like, what is you for name soup. It, right. <laughs> what, to, what to do for literally everything. What Marcus also does is he erases the childhood that Alex had and gives him a new one. And so he tells was Alex. Was it a bad childhood? It's a wretched childhood. Oh, okay wretched like i said earlier it's the saddest story i think i've ever heard you have no idea what happened to these boys wow. it is absolutely it's breathtaking and i don't mean that in a good way in how evil a parent can be yeah disgustingly evil i won't tell you what it is you will find out and like me you will scream at the television when you find out what their family did to them wow it's the worst thing i've ever heard in the world like, I, it gives me shivers to even talk about Yikes. it so marcus instead 
took that away and gave him a great childhood. Okay. And he said we were, oh, totally rich, and we went to France every year, and we did this, and, you know, we had uh, royalty visited the house, and, you know, you name it, and Alex just believed it. And the movie is about Alex forgiving Marcus because he, he lied to him for so long. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, not, it's, it's not giving anything away to tell you that they do make up because you should know that. You, I will not give away what happened. You need to watch that. It's an incredible film. You've never heard a story like this before. Go watch it. So is it a, it's, it's a movie, not a series? Yeah, it's, 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 okay. just, it's just one movie. It's, it's not even that long. I think it was like maybe just, just, a, just a bit over an hour. Oh, um, I love it's in, that. It's in, right, it's in three acts. Um, it's super well done. I'll watch it. Yeah, you should yeah, definitely watch, watch it. I'll watch that one. That sounds interesting to me. Good luck. <laughs> All right, my third one is um, Insatiable Season 2. It's oh, okay. on Netflix. Um insatiable uh is basically kind of your 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 story of a girl that was once the outcast who um gets to be popular because she had a accident uh where she had a her mouth what do you call that your mouth like your like, jaw like, wired like, shut um she had her jaw wired shut yeah and then she lost all this weight and became this like beauty queen and the whole first season is like all about that and portion. now she's insatiable well and now the second season something have i don't i don't want to give it away in case people don't know what happened yeah. in the first season because I, I think that this show had a little bit of controversy around it when it came huh, out interesting because people were a little worried that it was going to promote eating disorders um, because she does like lose all the weight sure. and then become popular. But, yeah. but, but as you watch the show, you get to understand that this is all satire. This yeah. is all like making fun of all this stuff. Sure, it's exactly. comedy. Yeah. So like people just, how about you watch it instead of just, I, I'm so tired of these I people writing these articles when they've watched a one episode. I, hey, listen, just like I talked about in the last, in the last episode about how, when I saw the Joker, it was nothing like what the critics right. said at all. Like, same thing. Maybe, like, watch the fucking show. Right. And, like, then make an opinion. So I was a little nervous that it wasn't even going to get a second season. So I was very happy. Awesome. Because the first season ends on a major cliffhanger. Um, so the second season, I watched the whole thing. Very binge-worthy. Um, it's got Alyssa Milano in it. Oh, my God. Um, we love Alyssa Milano. It's, it's a really fun it show. And the reason I bring it up on this podcast is because there is a lot of horror that happens Ooh, in the show. spooky. A lot of... Um, just when you think it's getting too campy, they're going to throw a murder at you or something. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so, fun. Um, it's, I think it's fun. It's campy. It's something that it, it, it feels like a Ryan Murphy show sure. that doesn't have Ryan Murphy's stink all over it. And by stink, you know what? I, and by stink, I don't mean that as a negative thing, but like everything that Ryan Murphy does, he does it in his way. Uh, you know, listen, I'm just going to say this. I, I appreciate Ryan Murphy and all that he's done, but also... There's a lot of fucking Ryan Murphy. Yeah, like it. It's just. I mean, I. I it's I, cool if you like the stuff. Don't don't. I'm not saying. No, no, not, no. I'm telling like, you, I have not seen a show ugh. that he's done that I have not liked in some capacity. Yeah, but it's just like there's there's an awful lot of there's a it. lot. I don't and know how he's churning out. So I think much. that we could use because I think that the problem is like like for example, and not <laughs> we're really going off now. Sorry, but just to say this, the latest American Horror Story, not a surprise. I don't like it. Oh, and I kind of like just, it. <laughs> and it. And like I said, it's totally cool if you do. I love the American Horror Story idea and franchise. I think it's great. I just think that there's so much that like, dude, the writing's not that great. Like, you know, maybe spend some more time doing really good things instead of doing what you just said, which is just churn, 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 yeah, churn, churn. Yeah. Like, come on, we but, don't need that much. And that's kind of what I like about Insatiable is that it's got that kind of campy, like yeah. over the topness, but it doesn't have like the... I don't. I, I can't. I can't really explain it. There's just yeah, something. Sure, sure. 
that when you're watching a Ryan Murphy show, you know you're you watching know it a Ryan is. Murphy yeah, you show. You just know it. Whether it's, whether it's drama, whether it's uh-huh. comedy, whether it's anything. There's just something that he has a style of. And it's it, the truth. And honestly, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's different. It's different. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Insatiable Season 2, it's on okay. Netflix now, streaming all episodes. Go take a look. Perfect. Um, my final selection um, that I watched in preparation for this episode was A Talented Mr. Ripley, an oh, excellent fun. story of imposters. Yeah. One of my favorite films of we all We thought time. about doing it for this, but I think it just didn't fit the horror yeah theme. exactly um <sighs> just it's so so good um uh, i remember if, loving this movie oh, yeah i mean if you if you've never seen this before you really should um it's an anthony Minghella film so of course it's absolutely just breathtakingly beautiful um you know mostly in italy it's, it's gorgeous the whole um, cast is beautiful oh my God. <laughs> Matt, Matt Damon and Jude Law are perfection and what's her face Gwyneth Paltrow is wonderful and Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it as a wonderful character who's just such a little turd <laughs> um, and it's just it's a great movie it's it's sexy as fuck I was absolutely gaga over Matt Damon in this movie when I yeah. was a teenager watching this and Jude Law for that matter um, good to see Jude Law's penis you do it's wonderful <laughs> um, and it's just it's great um, if you've never seen it before you should um, it is. It is a, a pretty scary tale. You know, it oh, really yeah, does. Sure. You know, like we were saying earlier about relationships, it makes you think: Is who you're meeting is that really who they are? I distinctly remember a part in that movie that freaked me out so much is when he's standing in front of the mirror, mimicking all the voices. Oh, Marge, yeah. you love everybody. <laughs> oh, it freaks no, me out. <laughs> I like him. Oh, Marge, you love everybody like that. Oh. Yuck. Your final selection. Okay, my last one is also a Netflix show. Um, it is called Prank Encounters. Have you heard of this? Oh uh, yeah, it's with the kid from Stranger Things. Yeah, Avengers. yeah. Um, it, it's no surprise. It's a it's a hidden camera prank show. Um, they did a show like this on Sci-Fi a number of years ago. Um, I'm blanking on the name okay. of it, but it's also on on Netflix. I think they just. I think I literally think they bought the rights to this idea. They said, "Well, put our last season of our previous show on Netflix." And then you can take over. Um, Makes sense. Because it used to be hosted by, um, way back in the day, it was hosted by Shannon Doherty, of all people. And then but after that, it was um, the guy from 30 Rock. Um, wow, I'm ha- the SNL 30 Rock guy. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, God, whatever. It's hosted by him. And then, so this new season, it's called Prank Encounters now. And it's basically putting people in horror movie situations and seeing how they're going to react. Uh, they're kind of new tie to it is that there are two people involved so there's a there's nobody that's an accomplice but they're both put in the same situation and sure. like they have to play off of each other and get scared and it's kind of fun it's one of those things you can just put on in the background and like not think about it um i don't know it, it's it's one of those funny things that you're like oh it's funny when people are scared and yeah, they come out i always think it's so funny in these shows that they always come out like when they their person comes out and they're like you're on prank encounters they always come out with like a water a bottle of water they're like here's your here you go you must you must be thirsty now for now um but i think it's fun um it's nothing to write home about but you know it's just a little fun i love that halloweeny time show to watch that's perfect yeah and that is also a really perfect edition of what you've been watching bitch So, bitches, thank you so much. And thank you again to our wonderful patrons, uh, Parker and the Drunk Dish Podcast. It was a lot of fun. And now we're going to take a little break because I need some water now and I didn't even get pranked. And then we're going to come back. I know, it wasn't that funny. And then we're going to talk about uh, our first film, right? Yeah, yeah we're which one? Talking about body snatchers. Oh, body snatchers. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? 
can hide. Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. Body snatchers. The invasion continues. They kill to be you. There's lots of horror out there. And now it's time for the horror in media section of our podcast, where we're going to be talking today about two films. The first film is from 1993. It's called Body Scratchers. Wait, no, it's called Body (laughs) Snatchers. And Andrew is going to tell us all about it. Yes, this is the 1993 version of Body Snatchers. We know that there are a couple of other iterations, but we felt like this one wasn't talked about enough. So we wanted to talk about Body Snatchers 1993. A teenage girl and her family are sent to a military base in Alabama so her father, an EPA worker, can investigate the storage of strange chemicals and the effect they have on the water supply. Upon arrival, they slowly start to realize that there may be something more sinister and otherworldly going on when the citizens of the base start acting not like themselves. This is, like I said, a 1993 film. It is directed by Abel Ferreira and it is written by Jack. Jack Finney and Ray, ooh, Kiss Three. <laughs> sure, yeah, sure, that works. Um, it stars Terry Kinney as Steve Malone, Meg Tilly as Carol Malone, Gabriel Anwar as Marty Malone, Riley Murphy as Andy Malone, Billy Worth, woof, Tim as Tim Young, Christine Elise as Jen Platt, and R. Lee. Ermy as General Platt. Uh, also notable cast, Forrest Whitaker is in this weird movie. <laughs> Forrest, we're going to talk about that. As Major Collins. Um, he, you know, I, I'm not sure I would call it an Oscar-worthy performance, <laughs> but boy, does he try. Um, uh, it's an interesting movie. Is this something you had seen before? Yes, but okay. but honestly, not for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, probably the last time that I saw this version of Body Snatchers was probably around 1993. And how familiar you are? How familiar are you with the other <laughs> versions? Not a ton. Oh, yes. really? Like I, I've seen, I've seen the what's the really old one? Well, there's a 50s version, The Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Then there's a 70s remake. I, I see. I've seen the 50s version before for sure. It's black I've seen and the white. 70s one for sure. And then there's like a 2000s one with Nicole Kidman. And I don't think that I've seen that one. That one's just called The Invasion. Was it good? Um, You know, honestly, with any iteration of this Body Snatcher story, I think they're all kind of good. I, You know, I, I'm into space, as you know. Yeah. And so, therefore, I am also into aliens. And I like um, that they've always maintained that they're aliens. Yeah. They've never changed. They've I mean, changed the setting. They've changed how it happens. You, it's interesting. When, when I got here today and we were talking about the show, I was like, Ugh, I just really wish we could redo this one. And you were like, well, it has been redone. <laughs> but I, I, I think that if, we, if this one were to get a reboot, it would not be a terrible thing because I think what this movie does not have going for it um, is that it is it's very 1993. Yeah, there's um, what I what I was kind of explaining is that it does feel kind of sleepy. It's sleepy. Like everyone's like a little like I'm gonna talk. Yeah. Like this. Oh, is is she here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We're gonna go into town. It's, yeah. It's like I. We, oh, it's just it's it's 90s acting, man. Yeah, and like, for sure. And even from you know, I was joking earlier, but I really mean it. You know, Forrest Whitaker is a very gifted actor. Um, in Ooh. this movie, he is really trying very hard yeah it's it's so the scene that maddie is referring to is when kind of the body snatchers finally come for forrest whitaker (laughs) who is like the he's like the medic right yeah um and they finally come to get him and he has this whole 
diatribe yeah it's, it's a lot uh where he and after he shoots himself so he doesn't have to become exactly. a body snatcher but um which is very brave yeah sure sure um so the things i really like about this movie yep. i i think that the setting is really interesting for a yeah, story like this sure. because you're on a military base which is where sexy. where well also and it's where people already are kind of downplaying their personalities yeah, sure they're already in formation yeah like doing their exercises and following orders yeah. and so it would be hard to like see people yeah. changing. Do you know what I mean? Without a doubt. Um, and so the the family comes in and he's just there to do like the checkup on the chemicals. Cause I guess this is like a chemical storage yeah. facility as well. Um, and I, I just really like the setting. I like their house and how it's like oh, yeah. kind of, it's not, it's not gross, but it's not nice. It's, it's cookie cutter <laughs> military base. Yeah. Which I've never been really on a military base, to be honest with you. I've been a couple times because we have some, some veterans in the family. Um, and that, that is what that life is like. Yeah. You know, it's like when I remember when my, when my sister was in the Navy um, and she lived in Bethesda for a while. We, we visited her, you know, frequently. Um, and the apartments for everybody were just sort of like, it's almost like Cold War apartments. Yeah. You know, like like that kind that. of thing. Yeah. It's very, everyone gets the same thing. This is what you get. And it's sort of, you know, the body snatchers are kind of the same way, right? They are mm-hmm. their own little army. Um, and speaking about the body snatchers, let's talk about the creature parts of this movie, yeah. right? So um, they are aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, these little, if you've never seen it, they're these little tiny pods. They're like, tiny. Like but, it's the shape of a watermelon, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. You know, that's a... I'm never going to look at watermelon the same way ever again. <laughs> it's like a hairy, yeah. dirty watermelon. And so, like, the the other... So, what a body snatcher does, right? It's an alien pod, and it's got these long-ass tentacles. It's got, you know, as many as it needs, I suppose. Um, that's a good answer. It's as many as it needs. Um, and these tentacles go out of the pod mm-hmm. thing, and then they go into a human, although I presume they could go into other beings as well, like dogs or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure, right? I'm sure, yeah. And so, th- however the process works, I'm not a scientist, but the tentacles suck out all the stuff that you need for the thing. It's kind of like your life force, almost. Yeah, it's like the essence of everything. But it also leaves you hollow. Leaves you hollow, and then they also, like, they live in you. Like, they, like, become you. you. Um, and so, if you kill a body snatcher, that is, if you kill a body that has been body snatched... Um, if you've been snatched, then you're hollow, <laughs> and then you basically deflate. Which that part fr- it's, it's kind of freaky. When I was younger, and even this time around, when Magatilly's character, yeah. when he goes in to say good morning to his mom, and she just like deflates, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, and you so, see her hiding in the back in the closet in yes. the background, and you know that part was pretty terrifying. Like think about like if you're a little boy and like you know right. it's not your mom, and like what are you supposed to do? And no like, one believed me. Yeah, and like I I do. Really like the part where the kids at school. Oh, that was like they, that's when I. And they're parts. like, okay, let's let's paint a picture. And the teacher's like, uh huh, uh huh. Everybody, uh-huh. hold up your pictures. And all of them are the same except for this little boy's. And he's like, wait a minute, why am I different? I'm yeah. not even gay. <laughs> um, and if you know, that's that's an interesting part. Yeah, I, I love that part. Um, I love the part where they play. It's they don't call it "Never Have I Ever" in the movie. They could just call oh, it like yeah, "I yeah, Never." Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, I like that part. I think it's really atmospheric. Yeah, and... I, I think that the teenagers in general, that's where the, the bulk of the acting coaching maybe yeah. could have helped a little is, bit. Because as good looking as he is, um, <laughs> the guy who plays Tim, um, he comes from the uh, the school. Billy Worth. Oh, yeah. Uh, he comes from the school of acting of just like smoldering looks. Yeah. And, like... and let's face it. Motherfucker is good looking. Yeah. I, would, I would eat 
I would eat him. Yeah, <laughs> you would you would body snatch him. I, I, I would definitely snatch um, that body. He also was one of the main vampires in Lost Boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, there's the the part. Let me try to think of the things that I really liked. Um, there's a weird part where Meg Tilly and the husband are kind of having like sexy time. Yeah, but she's like crawling around the floor like a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like is that sexy to you? Like it's it's weird. Um, I I like that they the beginning where they stop at the the uh, gas station and she's confronted with that guy where he's like, "Don't go to sleep. They get yeah. you when you sleep." Um, I think they do some pretty good. You better, you better take your girlfriend home. I think she's had too much to drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've literally had one beer. It's fine. Gotcha. But, I mean, uh, you are underage, so there you go. Uh, I think that they do a good job of kind of giving you some swap outs yeah. in this because there's a part where you think the dad is the dad, but the dad's not. I thought him. it was the dad right there. Mm-hmm. Totally. I think it's a good, it's a good swap out. Um, and then I love the part. I love Jen in general, her friend in the yeah. show, but, um, be her alcoholic mother that all of a sudden doesn't drink anymore and I goes know. to play bridge. Right. Um, she doesn't even know how to play bridge. <laughs> that, that's one of those lines in the way that you, the way that they say it, you're just like, Oh, oh okay. Yeah. my god somebody teach them um and then uh i love the part though where she they're they're trying to get on the helicopter and it's just billy and um oh god what is the other girl's name in this why am i blinking on her name uh oh shit i forgot to hold on Body wait we're gonna center. shuffle some pages around listen um mean- marty marty the main oh girl. yeah marty, marty marty and um no it's not and tim right Marty and Tim. Marty and Tim are going to the helicopter and they're trying to act like the body snatchers. And so to act like the body snatchers, you have to act like you have no personality. Exactly. Like you just are stone cold. Which is not a problem for Tim Young. <laughs> I know. Basically. Well, I love the throwaway line of earlier when they're playing Never Have I Ever. And he said, she's like, never have I ever been able to hold my emotions. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, that'll come to play later. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. Gotcha. Um, one surprising thing about looking at the well, history of this Just film. one second. Oh, I, I, oh, okay. finish my, uh, the part that I was talking about is they're trying to act like um, body oh, snatchers. Yeah. And yeah. Jen comes up to them, obviously body snatched because her hair is combed now. Yes. Um, then she basically says like, oh, Marty, like, um, you know, Andy's been, Andy's, or she's like, everything okay? And like, yeah. The, She's like, yeah, I'm, everything's fine. We're just fo- fine. we're just following orders, like blah blah blah. And then at the last minute, she's like, Andy's been Andy, her younger brother, who's missing at this point in the movie. She's like, Andy's been asking for you. <gasps> and then like at the last minute, she turns around and she says, where? And then she's like, does the. What, yep. I'm not going to do that on the microphone. That would hurt everyone's ear. But it's that guttural scream that they <sighs> point at, which I did like that part. It's how they communicate. Um, and then. The best part of this movie, I think, is Meg Tilly's Where Are You Gonna Go? Yeah. She says exactly, well, not, what did she say? And it's true. It's it's so it's delivered so well, though. Yeah, like, what are you going to do? It's it's too late. We've already got it all under control. Like, this is, it sort of is like, look, this is the new reality now. Right. It's, where are you going to go? Where are you going to run? Where are you going to hide? Nowhere. Because there's no one like you left. That's crazy. It's creepy. And then it when they re- and then when they repeat it at the end when they're coming down in the helicopter in like slow mo, that's really creepy too. I mean, it's it's really really creepy, and you know, it's just it's just sort of like you know, there there is a a part of that that is insane to think about because you know what, I would probably do what Forrest Whitaker did. <laughs> and I would just say, because you know, I don't want to be a body snatcher. I would rather just go for it. Right. Um, um, the fun, the thing I think that is just like the ridiculous part of this movie is their their revenge at the end. Oh my god! 
because he's the helicopter pilot so they just go out and just massacre all of <laughs> right. the body Ex- snatchers exactly which is cool and all but yeah um, you know what I was going to say earlier something that's interesting is that um, Roger Ebert loved this movie I had that written down I mean, too yeah. he loved it so much that here's what he said he said as sheer movie making it is skilled and knowing and deserves the highest praise you can give a horror film it works now the thing about Ebert and horror is that he was never a big horror fan. Right. He was actually sort of against horror in a lot of ways. Um, and he was mostly against it because of the way that it treated women. Um, oh, okay. I and so, like, it is it is interesting to, to think about that. I just, I didn't, ex- when I saw that written down in the notes that you had, I was like, uh, really? <laughs> didn't really expect that from Roger Ebert. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good horror film. Um, I don't think it's, I just not deserved my highest praise. I don't think. No, that. no, no, no. Um, it's definitely got um, a layer of '90s, 90s slathered that's, on it. That's yeah. just all that it is. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I really, and it's like a lot of films from the '90s. Like until the later '90s, we didn't really know what we were doing. So right. I, I think that's kind of what it suffers from. Like I said, I, I think this is a really interesting. Uh, the story of body snatching has always been interesting. Mm-hmm. That's that's an incredible concept. It needs to be done again. But better. It will. I feel like they always circle back to this. I mean, just think of in another iteration of this, the faculty. Like that's essentially a body snatcher story. Like there's a lot of these kind of movies. It's something that people always toy around. Totally. Um, it is revealed in the movie that they are indeed aliens. Like because I think that for a while, well, if you count the longest opening credits of all time in an 84 minute movie, yeah. um, Do you remember that? Like the credits are just like them flying through space, but it's like each person, each one of them, this movie it's 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 a lot it's only an 84 minute movie um and i think the credits are about five minutes of that which we love a good 84 minute movie keep I, making those Hollywood. i i was very happy when i saw the runtime oh my god i just you know some days, i mean i don't i don't mind a long movie don't get me wrong like i'm i'm, I'm gonna go see the irishman which is yeah. over three hours long if you haven't heard but that. we busy um but like yeah i'm just i'm busy like i literally have to fit things in to mm-hmm. any window that i have open and i very rarely have much longer than two hours i get it so um let's Anywho. see here um oh there's straight up child murder in this that is this true movie. <laughs> that is true um which you know as soon as you see that little fucker coming running around the corner he had done be body snatched oh without a doubt they're not gonna just let him go i like how he falls through the air yeah. <laughs> with bad, screaming bad that, early with 90s that, cgi oh my God, yes. green screen um where he's doing <laughs> the the scream yeah! pointing at her. but i do love that he's the pilot guy is just like throw him over <laughs> like he's a child well he's just a body snatch i just child. thought it was funny that she didn't hesitate at all to throw yeah. her maybe I, body snatched brother i also want to say i love uh what is his name arlie oh fuck hold on his name is oh why am i not on the right one we always do this sorry people You're what is the like, just say it maddie arlie it- emery the general Oh, you mean like the every? The oh yeah, every he's general, general everything. Right? Yeah, I love that dude. He's, he can't he's always been good. Um, he just like does his thing. And you know what? He knows what he's good at. He's good at being a general. God bless him, baby. Yeah, Keep I literally, I literally did fucking general. I literally did write down in my notes. I was like, oh, that guy, general. Yeah, it's I. I love him and every and everything that he does. It was, he's just you know what he's going to do, and it's great. And just to circle back one more time to the never have I ever. I love how the one never have I ever is. I've never eaten Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Like never? You never had one. 
Never had Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. I like them uh, roasted. You know, I was telling you about that really bad date that I had with mm-hmm. that um, the person who has my same name. Um, the only good thing about that date that night was that we had really good Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It was really, really good. Like a good fried Brussels sprout. Oh, I sprout. love it. With some bacon in there, some mm-hmm. cheese. That concludes <laughs> Food Corner. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I think uh, Jen's mom has a really creepy moment where she answers the door and she's freshly body snatched and she's kind of just like... I don't know, like halfway Freshly body snatched. <laughs> That's like when we used to say freshly fucked. <laughs> and I was like, and when you find her in the, before she's body snatched and they show her like sleeping in the like sunroom. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that actually looks really lovely. It looks <laughs> like, great. No wonder she's an alcoholic. She has this wonderful sunroom to sit in. Want some vodka? <laughs> and I like how she was like, there hasn't been vodka in, th- or there hasn't been water in this. It's always vodka. <laughs> it's always vodka. Oh, gosh. Is there anything Sleepy else? Lines. I'm trying to look at my notes to see if there's anything else. Oh, I did find it weird at the beginning when they literally find teeth. Oh, yeah. And everyone's I just know. like, oh, yeah, teeth. Oh, that's Find where, these all the time. No, that's where I keep all my teeth. <laughs> I, I love fruit wines. I did like the effects of the body snatchers when they, those tentacle the tentacles spaghetti are, The tentacles thingy. are pretty creepy. Um, it's, uh, they're, and they're creepiest because there's just so many of them. And they go like up your nose. Yeah, and it's like, uh, there's, like I said earlier, they just seem to have as many as they need, right? You know, yeah. You don't know how many they really have. So like maybe they can just make an infinite number of tentacles come out of their little pod. Yeah. Um it's it's weird. And the effect I and think And it's gross. I mean it's gross. The effect of the like half-formed people. Yeah. Oh Ugh. god. Ugh. Gross. Jesus. So That's... I will say for that, I think that all of their effects minus the green screen falling out of the helicopter yeah. at the end are all really good. For 93 I don't think it's that bad. Yeah. I don't think so. All right. Let's rate Body Snatchers, 1993. Okay, so out of seven stripes on the pride flag, uh, I am going to give uh, Body Snatchers four and a half. Okay. That works for me. Yeah, I, I I don't know why I like this movie as much as I do. I just do. It's one of those I can always turn on. Because you've been body snatching, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like... You've been she-squatching and body snatching. God. Oh, I, only, if only I wish, you know? <laughs> but um, no, I would. I think I'm going to give this movie a five. I like that. I, yeah. think, that, I think that makes total sense. Yeah. I, I, I don't think either of us thinks that it's a bad movie. No, I... Sure. I, I, I there's just something about this one I really like, and but this is kind of how I feel about all the body snatcher movies. Yeah. I kind of like them all. Let's let's start a petition. We need a new body snatchers in this franchise, but just really, really good. Did you ever see Honeymoon? Uh, maybe it's, it's on Netflix. It's got who's in it? So it's the red haired girl from Game of Thrones that dies early in the Yeah, I did see it. Yes. It, yeah. That's kind of a body snatcher. Honeymoon story. Is, is it's pretty good too. I liked it. That movie depressed the shit yeah, out of me. Cuz it's depressing. It was really good, don't get me wrong, but anyway, where I think we're going a we'll, little off topic, we'll say that for another <laughs> for another episode. Imposter is part 2. Right. Um, Anywho. So okay, I think that will end our discussion on body snatchers. And what are we doing next? And we'll take a quick break and come back with the guest. That's right, the guest. Take them all. Well, 
all the all the handguns? No, everything. All your guns. Shit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Look, man. Oh yeah, if you brought money for all of them, I'll cut you a deal. You can take them all off my hands. No, I'm going to kill you. Hey, what the fuck, David? You listen here. I'm fucking sick. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's time for our second movie, and this comes to you, uh, brought to you by dudes. Yeah, <laughs> but by by men, by imposters, uh, by the imposters. Maddie, why don't you give us a synopsis and some notable cast? Sure. So this is the guest. Um, a little synopsis for you. A soldier introduces himself to the Peterson family, claiming to be a friend of their son who died in action. After the young man is welcomed into their home, a series of accidental deaths seem to be connected to his presence. The film, once again, is from 2014. It was directed by Adam Wingard, written by Simon Barrett. It stars the incredibly hot and gorgeous Dan <laughs> Stevens as David. We say that in quotes. Uh, Micah Monroe as Anna Peterson. Brendan Meyer, who I really like. He was in the OA as well. Uh, Luke Peterson. Uh, Sheila Kelly as Laura Peterson. Leland Orser as Spencer Peterson. Lance Reddick, who I really enjoy. If you've seen The Wire, you are very familiar with Lance Reddick uh, as Major Carver. Tabitha Sean as Kristen. And then some other people are in there, too. Um, really great film. I fucking love the guest. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the guest. It's so good. It's really good. And you know, everyone knows I like everything British, right? So of course, Downton Abbey. I was a, sure. a Gaga fan. Dan Stevens, you know, from who who came to fame because of Downton Abbey. Let's face the facts. Um, when he left the show, we were devastated, and I was so nervous to see this movie when it first came yeah. out. <laughs> and motherfucker, it blew me away. And like I said, have we talked yet about how fucking hot he is in this goddamn movie? This is like peak hotness. Oh my god! Because he goes on now to do Legion, which yeah. is on FX, where yeah. he like lost a bunch of weight yeah. and got like kind of. I don't know, like gaunty. Yeah, sure. But it's for the part. It's yeah. not like, but this is like peak oh, hotness. <laughs> mama, mama, I want to just, I want to eat uh, chocolate off of him. I want to. <laughs> don't get too graphic. You, you know what I mean? I want to yeah. like do, I want to do things with him and his body. That's what I want. And I think that that's okay. So the story of the guest is really about um, a soldier that was put into a program. KPG. And um, it kind of brainwashes them to do what? We don't really know. And enhances their body, yeah, too. I think, like... it, it, I think they said it turns off their pain receptacles. Yeah. Like, but um, he basically goes to visit this family of a fallen soldier that he was in the same program with. Yeah. Little do they know that he is this ex souped up guy yeah um and they kind of take him in because they're like well um, and it's only for a I mean, couple he, he's for a couple days and but, he's in the photos like with their dead yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, son like he's right there um and so they take him in and then through a series of um actions he kind of gains the trust of each one of uh-huh. the family members and I, I just wanted to talk about that for a second i'll because, tell you how he could gain my trust <laughs> 
well, that's kind of how what he does with the daughter. Uh, but, um, so with the mom, it's kind of all about like the grieving, yeah. with, like the, the son, yeah. like he, that he was friends with the son. That's kind of how right. he seduces the mom into yeah. trusting him. With the dad, I think it's a lot of more like companionship. Oh, totally. Can like have a drink with me. Like okay, somebody, sure. somebody to have beers with after work. Exactly. Like some, not just like your kids and your your wife who you don't get really get along with. Um, and I think with the brother, it's kind of a sense of protection. Yep. And then with the sister, it's. I think it's really like kind of like sex appeal. Sure. Because it is no mistake that he come out of that bathroom in that towel. Listen, (laughs) it's never a mistake when anyone does it. If you know someone else is in the house, like you're making a choice when you leave that bathroom door. Mm hmm. It's just true. It's a good choice for him. It's a great choice. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm sorry. Listen, we're going to talk about how hot he is over and over again. So if you don't like it, just deal with it. Anyways. Um, so we, we kind of have two different movies here. There's yeah. kind of the, the first half where he's kind of just gaining the trust of the yep. family. And gaining help, your trust as a viewer. And helping them and like doing all this nice stuff for them. It, it's a little... Um, unbelievable that how much trust he's given i think on the second day he's there he's yeah, picking sure. the kid up from school but, yeah um it's it's none the but wiser, you but. know what though military families are different yeah you maybe. know there's there's a code with the military that doesn't exist really in like civilian life yeah like there's a trust there that like i think obviously that soldiers have for each other because mm-hmm. you have to like actually save each other's lives um but then also like for their families too there's there's something else there as well i think so you know it's I I do think it's an awful lot of trust, but I guess I can kind of see it. Yeah, and it should be said that this family is so, like, it's so weirdly middle class. Yeah. Like, they're worried about, like, him not being promoted to, like, manager. Yes, right. Like, it's, it's, like middle class yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah but like probably like a little bit upper middle class because yeah, the sure. mom doesn't necessarily have to work yeah right. so um but uh i will say i didn't put that together that he killed the co-worker i didn't either not until the son says it yeah he, he says it and i was like oh you, oh, you killed dad's co-worker that too, makes didn't sense yeah. i did not put that together first time yeah. around oh, that poor kid i don't care that you did it it's fine <laughs> but okay um some parts that i wanted to kind of talk about um is the bar scene i think is one of the first standout scenes of the movie is where he takes the oh, the brother yes. to the bar and um the basically kids that were bullying yeah him. the kids that were bullying him are there and he wants to teach him a lesson which i've never heard of this drink before but he orders a a cinnamon whiskey with um tabasco sauce nothing else just tabasco which I'm just thinking, like, how hard you'd have to shake that bottle to ever, get all that Well, have, have, you ever, have you ever had shots of Rocket Fuel before? No. Rocket Fuel is just vodka and, tab- and Tabasco. Ugh, and that's gross. it. We, we used to do it at Notre Dame games. Yeah, but that's they're, a shot. They're not awful. like Not a drink. A drink? Hell no. And also, like, listen, I know we all used to drink a lot of Fireball, but, like, do you really want just a Fireball on the rocks? With Tabasco juice? Ugh, ugh, that's so <laughs> gross. Um, and then he orders, I love it that he orders um, the bully's girlfriend's all blowjob shots, yes. and then he orders them Cosmopolitan. Yes. Because they're like jockey guys. And of course, he, the one guy comes over, swishes it in his face, and then he, unbeknownst to us, actually ordered that drink on purpose because yep. he probably anticipated that they were going to throw a drink in his face yep. and throws that hot ass Tabasco wielding yep. drink into uh-huh. that kid's face and then a sustainable get like just takes down each one it, like and like in no no time flat and it's it's breathtaking to watch i've said breathtaking three times in this episode <laughs> um it's he just uh, he's a machine they are they are they are like leaves of grass to him under yeah. under uh, under a foot 
and the one that got me was the one that got me was the ankle. Oh God! Gosh, oh, blood. any anything with like an ankle breaking is just the worst thing to watch because uh, just imagine that happening to you. Yeah, awful. Like yike, yike, yike. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a uh, it's an interesting film. Yeah, because we um, should talk about halfway through the movie that makes a a very oh, distinct turn. Oh yeah, for sure. When he goes to buy the guns, mm-hmm. and he and he's he's buying the guns from um from the daughter's friend who like who like got him connected with another guy. I want to say Mitchell. Mitchell, I think. And, so, and then also the surprise return of Ethan Embry. I know, right? <laughs> totally. Um, so like they he 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 goes out to shoot these guns and he's like, Oh, okay, yeah, this is good. Um, I'll just take them all. And he's like, Oh, okay, I'll cut you a deal, man. No problem. Here you can pay for them all. He said, Nope, I'm gonna take them all, all of your guns, and now I'm gonna kill you. And then like in about five seconds, he does kills motherfucker. Kills both of them. And then he kills the other one. Um, with very little effort as well. Um, and then he's got all these crazy fucking guns now. And might I add grenades as well, <laughs> which is a little crazy. Probably a person who shouldn't have them. But right then, then you know something is very, very different. And that's when you're introduced to the KPG, exactly, right? Exactly, right. Which is the arm of the government. Um, it's not like government. Pro- it's probably like a third party, but being paid by the government. Because he says that he's military police. Yeah. So that's why I go there. But Although really, I mean, who can you believe in this movie at all? Oh, I know. Except, except for the family. Yeah. Uh, and they are on hot pursuit of him. And then it's sort of like a born thing, right? Totally. It's, it's like it's like a born identity. Like they have all these soldiers that they're trying to like get back. Yeah. Uh, because they went rogue and now they can't find them. But well, I they're think what on to this one. I think what had happened is that they killed all of them. Yeah. Thought he was dead, and then he somehow escaped. He no dead. <laughs> Um, and so we get an awesome scene at the house <laughs> with the, and the only people that are home at this point is the mom and um, Dan or David. Yeah, David. David. Yeah, I, I get confused because his name on Legion is also David. So it kind of oh, fucks that's me weird. Up, but, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but David and the mom are there f- hanging up clothes, having a nice hanging, day. Remember that? Remember hanging clothes on the line? Outside? I remember doing that with my grandma a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, remember clothespins? Mm-hmm. A bunch of them? Wow. Um, and then the fucking arsenal shows up. It's, it's insane. And there is a series of takedowns uh, where basically David just takes them all out one by one and yeah. very great it's awesome it's, it's awesome it's, it's, it's great action I, I think the saddest death for me in the movie is when he goes to go look for um what's the daughter's name anna right uh-huh. he goes to look for anna at the restaurant where she works i know and then he kills the co-worker that part was that's that is i think probably the most disturbing death in the movie yeah i think well and uh it's also disturbing because it, it's to that song yeah to which is like a love ballad i know and it's just like <laughs> she just it's one of those things where it just happens for no reason. Well, I think what, what how it's explained in the movie is that he is programmed to once things go wrong, everyone that's in everyone that knows who he is has to he be has eliminated. To, he has to kill. Yeah. So I think that's why he kills her. But it is oddly, it's oddly devastating because yeah. you know that she's like they slept together and she's like crushing on him. Yeah. And then he comes in and just straight up shoots her and then it's, blows up the cafe. It's it's pretty. Um, it's sad. Yeah, it totally is. I, I really love how the film ends with a haunted house mm-hmm. like like horror dance. I kind of I have I had not seen this in maybe a couple years and I kind of forgot how Halloween-y this movie oh, is. Oh yeah, totally. And you know, we I watched it. We watched it the what the day after Halloween. Yeah. So it was kinda like, oh, I could put this in my Halloween rotation. Oh, do you mean the day after Halloween in Chicago? Um the Halloween where it snowed yeah. for the entire day? Yeah. That Halloween? <laughs> 
oh we were so angry here anyways Um, go ahead uh i should point out that there are a couple of little um little easter eggs in this movie and they're cute um because this is the director and writer also of your next oh i love your next i did too so good i think a lot of people um kind of hate on that movie why i don't know what the fuck do you hate about it i think a lot of people just either i think people either like home invasion movies or they don't listen home invasion movies are frustrating you just have to deal with that that's that's part of what it is i think we might weave in your next at some point if we ever do talk about like home invasion or ooh, like um because she's like a survivalist we could do like survivalist i like a home invasion but we'll do that yeah we'll figure it out um but anyway they it's also from your next and at the halloween party that they go to about halfway through the movie um it can be seen that there's one of the fox masks in the background which is pretty funny because he like walks away and kind of puts it down on his face and you're like oh and then when they're at the um halloween dance the end of the movie essentially i don't know if you noticed this but in the background um there was the three masks from halloween three i didn't notice that but i'm gonna watch it again just to see that yeah it's it's a nice little homage by the way do you want to know why i couldn't see that why (laughs) because and let's just go off about this for a second um i couldn't find the movie and so I had to watch this shitty bootleg copy. And I, I have it on Blu-ray. Like, That's no reason. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's it bugs the hell out of me the way that all of these studios and all of these fucking like media companies fight each other because it means that we don't have access to like the shit. And I know that like you, of course, you can buy the Blu-ray by yeah. by the DVD. I just don't do that anymore. Like most of us don't, right? And so it's just like it just bugs me so much that whenever and we've learned it from our curse, right? That like, can we just have access to the movies, please? Just, well, just give us just give us the fucking access. Put uh, them all in one thing. Tell me how much I have to pay, and let's just do it. Unfortunately, it's only going to get worse. I know it's awful because we're getting introduced to HBO um, Max and Apple, Apple TV, TV and this and that. And it's just like Disney ugh. Disney Plus. Like, come on. Pretty soon, it's going to be just as expensive, if or if not more, to be a streamer than to have cable. It's not too far off from that now, really. I mean, like, cable, I used to have Comcast. That's expensive as shit. And now I've got YouTube TV and I've got some other add-ons, but it's not it's not that far off, right? So you gotta you gotta really think about it. Anyways, that's my little rant about that. Okay, that's but cool. I will watch it again with a real copy. I can give you um, my copy has a DVD in it oh. if you want it. Well, I'll watch that then. Yeah. Anyways, I, I would love to have seen that. However, I watched a shitty bootleg, which was literally somebody filming their TV. Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Um, they were, uh, the, I love the end when, uh, the fight scenes and the, yeah. there is that box cutter moment. Oh my God. <laughs> I could not uh, do it. I, I literally went out. I think out loud. I went ow, ow, ow. And I love that the way that he dies and, uh-huh. you know, in quotes here is because the son stabbed him with the knife that he gave him. Yep. Yes. Talk about bringing it full circle. <laughs> um, some notable things about this movie that I wanted to point out is I think that, um, the only thing that I think suffers a little bit in this movie is there's a little bit, and I I, I attribute this to probably the scope of the production cost, yeah. is that um, some of the acting is not the best. No. Like, the mom is... Mom's okay. The mom's just kind of weird. Yeah. And the dad is kind of a little overacting. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the guy who plays the, the, what is he, the colonel, the military yeah. police guy... The way that he runs oh, yeah. and like holds a gun is very strange. I know. I know. Have you have you ever seen The Wire? No. Oh, you got to see it. Did he did he run movie. like that in that? I can't really remember. He just has a weird like gait. Yeah, I, get I don't it. know. <laughs> he has a very unique voice. Um, I I love 
love, love the soundtrack of this movie. Soundtrack is fan- you, you know what the soundtrack sounds like to me? What? A bit like It Follows. And it's the same girl. And the same, duh, and the same girl. Oh, God. I, you know. Right? That is the same girl, right? I am yeah, a yeah. huge fan of It Follows. Yeah. Most, a big part of it is because of the soundtrack. It's, it's, it's similar in those ways. Yeah, I think the only difference with this one is where they're using um, a mixture of popular songs oh, yeah, and sure. kind of synthy and beats, the synthesizers whereas yeah. like It Follows is strictly a score. S- yes, it, and so. it's, it's strictly synthesizers. Um, yeah, I think yeah, the only part that suffers for me a little bit is just some of the acting is but just not it. like yeah. one, 100, but... Um, other than that, I'm I'm a pretty big fan of this movie. It's it's a, if you haven't seen it yet, you really should. Um, we've given you all the reasons why. It's it's a fun one to watch, even on bootleg. Um, it's <laughs> I it's do like at sexy. the end when she's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> how is he um, still alive? And it's uh, Dan Stevens is really sexy. <laughs> that's uh, all you have to. That's say. all that I have to say. <laughs> I, I give I give him a seven stripes. Yeah, I get it because he's motherfucker. Stand up and say hello. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that we needed to talk about. Oh, there was one funny part that I <laughs> just had like a, a weird like reaction to is at the end when he's kind of hunting them down, like in the in the maze or whatever. Yeah. He does this kind of like head tilt and um, he notices that the gun is missing from the guy who he yeah. like framed for the shooting. Yeah. And he kind of has this look on his face like clever girl <laughs> like you know like clever girl like from jurassic park so clever that was girl. something to note about and then a raptor comes in <laughs> right and well he kind of looks like a raptor in that scene a little <laughs> a bird doesn't raptor mean bird of prey um okay what do you want to let's let's grade this sure. let's grade this bitch um i'm gonna give it a five and a half. Oh, okay I'm a little higher. I'm a six. I was thinking about a six. Yeah, I just I I unabashedly really like this movie. Yeah, I I think I think these are good grades for a really great film. And I think it's a good representation of different um kinds of imposters. Yeah, Andy so. sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Keep going. That's it. That's all. That's all I have to say. All right. So we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with our last segment: slice left, slice right, and we'll close out the show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play a game, a game called Slice Left, Slice Right. This is our version of Tinder, except horror instead Tinder. of saying, yeah, it's horror Tinder. Ex- instead of saying swipe, we say slice because we're talking about horror movies. Isn't that funny? Isn't it clever? It's what Are we, we so do. clever? So that's what it's all. Basically, what we do is we just say a name and then we decide which way we're going to slice. So, um, Andrew, I'm going to give you a name of a person, a man. And it is Dan Stevens. Which way are you slicing? Which way is it again? So right is good, left is bad. Right uh, is fuck, left is your no. Hard right. Oh, hard. I think we've already established. Can this. we just both say it at the same yeah, time? Yeah. Right. It's a hard, hard right. right. <laughs> I, I, and I do mean hard. I mean, what else? What else do you need? <laughs> Nothing. I, I don't think we need to say anything else. Um, he's a, he's a, he's good looking. He's got some action. He's got an action body, uh, and he and if he's not in the guest, he has a nice accent. Oh my god! So so, so good. I'm I'm very disappointed that he had to do um, Legion because it's a really weird show. First of all, yeah, and then second of all, he had to lose all that muscle and. I don't stuff. mind. I don't like men with too many muscles. 
just one big one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways. <laughs> okay, our next um, contender is Terry Kinney, a.k.a. <sighs> Steve Malone, you a.k.a. <laughs> Marty's dad. Right. Um, you know, it's Terry Kinney, right? Like, yeah, sure. I, I got a slice left. Um, I just, is, it that, is it that wig, girl? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, Terry Kinney has been in so many things. Like, I've never found him attractive sure. ever, and I, and I still don't. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I have to slice left as well, just because that wig, girl... You it's, need to snatch it off. Just take somebody it off. should have snatched his wig. You look much better without it. Can you imagine the tentacles literally just snatching, snatching the, the wig, wig away, and that's and that's. Oh it. my god! Can Not we, a bad can idea. Can we can we have a movie just called like Wig Snatchers? Yeah, sure. I think that works. Wig Snatchers. Um, what what about Ethan Ethan Embry as what's his character's name again? Ethan Embry, uh, aka Higgins. So he's the drug dealer uh-huh. and the guest. Um, you know. I have to slice left. Unfortunately, in my personal opinion, yeah. Um, even back in the day with Empire Records and Can't yeah. Hardly Wait, he just never it just wasn't a look for me. Yeah, um, he's bulked up quite a bit, though. I guess I'll I'll slice right just for fun, um, just to go out with him. Yeah, you know, just maybe this is a more like a hookup kind of thing. Sure, like, I don't need a relationship, but like, hey, you know, it's Friday. I don't have any plans. Let's go get a drink or two, kind of thing. And then go back to my house. Yeah, I guess I'd have to see what he looks like in everyday life. Because in this movie, um, he kind of is like dirtied up. Yeah. You know? You know, I like him dirty sometimes. <laughs> oh, oh, I did not know that about him. <laughs> I do. All right. What is our, what is our last? Oh, no, last I go last. Yeah, I go last. Go. So our last one is Billy Worth, a.k.a. Tim Young. This is a hard from, one. But... From uh, Body Snatchers. I mean, I'm going to slice right. I mean, duh. I'm, not, I'm a human, right? <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe I've been snatched. But he's a dum dum, so like, yeah, he's just, not let's really just that big of a dum dum. He's just an emotionally inept. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But you, you know, I mean, he's just sort of a. He's a big jock. I'm only defending him because I'm definitely slicing right. So yeah, <laughs> that for is sure. like my. That is, that is to a T. I have two kinds of. I have two kinds of. Um, you do. Like what? I guess. I guess I, you can call them types, types, but I don't really just people that I am attracted yes. to, and it's usually like very boy next door or like very like exotic or very like um uh, you know like straight up from another country without without (laughs) a doubt yes um and he fills that void in in my life i mean my types are are very different i mean my type isn't even dan stevens right except for the british thing um i just realized that i referred to people as exotic and that's not what i meant i don't like that but well i mean i think well i I think everyone's gonna be cool with it because you're talking literally about like what you prefer sexually yeah, I just, so i, I just want to retract that okay. a little bit i'm sorry if that offended anybody i don't i don't think i i think i think you're okay but i think that's good of you to do that if, if you think so um and um you know back to what's his damn name again billy uh, worth billy worth yeah yeah i mean you know he's he's good looking he's actually that's aged it. pretty well not bad he's a little old for me now yeah you know me um, well, you know me. <laughs> exactly true. That's very true. So we just we just we always come back to our own natures. But yeah, slice right. Why not? Psh, at least to have a good time with. Exactly. Um, okay, that brings us to the end of the show. We oh, want to do some uh, some call outs. Here's some call outs. So, um, obviously, we want to uh, call out our podcast network, Legion Podcast. We love you, Legion Podcast. Yeah. Um, our new our new uh, sponsor. Mm-hmm. I guess you call it. A sponsor. We have a sponsor. It's kind of um, nightmarethreads.com. So if you are looking for a horror t shirt or horror yep. merchandise you can find literally pretty much every movie on there with some sort of merchandise it's great and you know what uh, i've said this before but the thing is one of my favorite horror films of all time good luck trying to find the thing merch merch for like shirts and stuff 
NightmareThreads.com has it, so yep. keep that in mind. And you can save 5% off your order by using the code FRAGAY13. FRAGAY13. We also want to call out some of our newest Patreon we got more. patrons. We got I can't more. believe it. I can't believe um, you guys are paying us to do this. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Thank you all for your support. We've got Isaac Thorne. Thank you so much, and Isaac. I, I just wanted to point out, to, like, Isaac. Yeah. He's one of our hugest supporters he's, he's amazing. on Twitter. He's been with us, like, since the beginning. Almost. And he even has, like, um, defended us against people that come out of the woodwork to... Yep. Uh, just be mean, yeah. Um, because he'll re- he reposts our stuff all the time. Because all he likes us. the time, we love you, Isaac. Thank and you so much. And he's unfollowed people, and just he's just a great guy. He is. So we've also got Parker Wesley. Thank you so much, Parker, and thank you for bringing one cut of the dead to me today. Uh, we also have Verena. She's one of our newest patrons. Yay. We'll be doing her movie either in December or January. Awesome. Thank you, Verena. And then finally, I want to make this a personal one because sure. this is uh, one of my friends, and I didn't—I honestly really? did not even know from Michigan. Yeah, I did not even know oh, she listened. Fun. To be honest no. with you, um, this is Brittany. Um, Brittany I, and I have been friends for God more than a decade. That's awesome. We worked together at a little establishment that rhymes with Crapplebees. Oh, <laughs> and um, we just had a friendship, and I had no idea she even listened. Well, and Brittany. now she she'll be giving us a movie to watch. So, Brittany, thank you so much, my dear. That's very sweet of you. And then finally, just to close out the show, like we always do, if you wouldn't mind going over to this little tiny website called Apple Pod or not website app, you get it. Um, called uh, Apple Podcasts, and just giving us that five star review, yes, we please. would really appreciate it. Remember. Up to 216. Yeah, and your reviews make all the difference because people, you know this, you do it yourself. People read those reviews and they make decisions on which podcast they want to listen to. So be sure to do that. Absolutely. I just went Irish? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, speaking of Ireland, get ready for some surprises in our next episode. You'll hear all about that later. Um, Also, too, um, don't forget about our Patreon. You can go to be our patron by going to patreon.com slash frygay13 and if you cannot afford the the dollar a month or the five dollars or whatever we totally get it mm-hmm. um you're not missing out on any content nope. we're not putting any content behind that paywall we're just giving some rewards and exactly. some incentives so some call outs we will never charge outs. for our content yeah. ever so i think that brings us to the end of the show we yes. want to thank our listeners and thank everyone out there Woo. and as always we invite you to get, get slayed, slayed.